0: Should I buy a Mustang GT350? Using a throwaway, my friends know my main account, unfortunately, and I'm a 22-year-old and I would really like to own a GT350 one day, but I'm uncertain of when that time may be. Here are a couple of facts regarding my situation. I'm fortunate to come from an upper-middle-class family in the Bay Area, where I'm an only child. My father opened a mutual fund at the time I was born in 1997, and by the time I was 18, there was enough money in the fund to pay for my undergraduate education and graduate education completely. Because of this, I have zero student debt out of college. At the moment, I own a 2019 EcoBoost Auto that I use as a daily. This vehicle was paid for in cash by my father, who gave me the chance to get my first new car ever. As a reward for starting my first job, he initially wasn't inclined to purchase a Mustang for me, but we had a Costco membership in a few thousand off a of new EcoBoost which brought the base price of the car to 27,000 with the automatic and black accent package in brand new at 0 miles and is 3,500 miles at the moment. I was originally meant to get a Corolla, which I opposed. I started working around two months ago and my salary is $115,000 a year with $50,000 in stock. I also own a mutual fund that my father had also created in my own name that is close to $90,000 in cash. I also have around $20,000 in my checking. Net take home from my job is around $7,200 a month. I live at home at the moment to save money on rent, but I plan to move out in February, housing is expensive in San Jose, so I'm probably looking at twenty-two hundred to twenty-three hundred for a nice one-bed near work that I don't want to have roommates with, since I have a long-distance relationship girlfriend that visits me about once a month and occasionally for vacations, where I don't really want to share the space with some randoms. I intend to sell my EcoBoost and likely bring in at a minimum around twenty-three to twenty-four thousand, maybe twenty-seven thousand on the high end. I don't want to use the cash that I do that is invested in an index fund just to splurge on a forty-five to fifty-five thousand used twenty-sixteen to twenty-eighteen base GT three fifty. In total, I am financially stable enough to have a six-month runway of my own cash through my index fund. But I do not, under most circumstances, want to touch that money. I currently invest two thousand of my income into that fund, and I max out of my IRA to the six K limit. No employee four hundred one K benefit this year. and expectedly next year. Given these circumstances, if I just sell my EcoBoost, it may be bringing in around twenty three to twenty four K get an apartment for $2,200 to $2,300 a month, and reduce investment to maybe $1K to $1.5K a month into my mutual fund, I get around $7,200 minus $3,300 equals 3900 net at a minimum with room to play for total monthly invested. I could lease a used 2016 to 2017 GT350 for about 25 k to 30 k on top of the money from the EcoBoost, and pay a relatively low monthly, my credit score is 744. However, I don't really want to cross my dad by just selling a car that he bought me, nor do I want to be fiscally irresponsible by blowing cash on a car. I really love cars, and I love working on cars, and cars are my serious hobby. Every day I come home, watch videos about cars, work on mods, or hang out with my cousin to work on other people's cars. The GT350 is a dream to me because I want a manual. I can drive stick, used to own a 240SX, and I want that awesome voodoo engine, and I want a real track car. Does anyone think that it would be re- like reasonable to purchase a GT350 sometime early 2021 or late 2020? I feel like that might be irresponsible and disrespectful to just ditch a car I got brand new a year after my father got it for me. What are your thoughts? Nothing is in the works yet. Just looking for reasonable perspectives on, given, on my given financial situation and whether or not this is sound decision making. Now, the thing is, what the person could really do with this is that one, they should not be settling their brand new car like it just doesn't make sense right because you've already lost a crazy amount of money just from taking it off the lot right now also you probably have only that one car which is the EcoBoost and so if you get rid of it and then go buy the GT350 the GT350 is going to be the only car that you got so no matter what, you're stuck if something were to happen to that one car, which isn't really good. Really, you should probably have also like a really beater-beater car just in case something happens. But since it's brand new, probably nothing will happen, so you're probably okay. Now that being said, an eco boost would be good on gas mileage because that is something that you also got to think about as well. A GT350 will just literally have no range at all. Because GTs don't even have much range at all. And so you're not really factoring in, like this person's not really factoring in the running cost of the GT350. Because what he's paying for his car right now, insurance, you know, uh, the services, it's, it's going to be vastly different. It's going to be way more expensive to maintain a GT350, especially if he's daily driving it. Now, not only that, it is going to be like a slap to the face to his dad to get rid of a car that his dad literally bought him that he didn't even want to really buy him in the first place. He wanted to give him a Toyota Corolla, right? So that's another thing because that would actually be a double slap because you basically convinced him to get you a Mustang and then you're going to slap him again because it wasn't the right Mustang. Right, so this is that's not good. So, really, what this person should do is keep driving the eco boost, but over the next few years, try to increase your pay, maybe work some side hustles as well, and just save as much money as possible. And then you can go and do that. But, really, you should be probably saving for a down payment for a house, and then once you get like a down payment for your house, and you basically got your monthly living expenses kind of like leveled out or is going to be basically very similar every single month no matter what over the next few years that's when i'd probably buy the gt350 because then you don't really have a lot of variables in your potential monthly expenses at least that's my viewpoint on it people who might be watching this could have different viewpoints on it but really It's just be better to think more of the future. Because here's the thing, you can maybe test drive a GT350 or maybe, you know, talk to people who own a GT350 and see what it actually costs to run and operate a GT350. But again, a GT350 is basically a race car. It is basically a street legal race car. And that could be very dangerous, it could be very expensive, and not to mention you're going to be very tempted to just, you know, go lead foot with that car. No matter who you are, if you love cars, if you love to go fast, you're going to end up getting a lead foot here and there, and you could end up losing your license, if not your life, because of how fast a GT350 actually is. So that's something that you gotta think about as well. Because yes, an EcoBoost can be fast, but it's not really as fast as a GT350. So that's something to also think about too. Like, are you even comfortable with driving a car with that much horsepower or that speed? That's something that people gotta really think about because it's not just the act of buying a brand new car or a more expensive car, it's Everything else combined with that, like let's say that you have, you know, the money to buy a Lamborghini, right? Let's say you have enough money to buy a Lamborghini Huracan, right? But are you prepared for the running costs of a Huracan? Are you prepared for people to potentially take photos and videos of you driving and then potentially get into a car accident or scratch your car or destroy your car or slash your tires because they just don't like you or just don't like that you're doing well. That's something that you always got to think about because there are people like that and that's something that you really got to understand. Are you willing to deal with that? And yeah, that's pretty much it. Subscribe for weekly business and personal finance content and stories. Feel free to get a free stock. In a description worth up to $500 by simply joining Robinhood. You can learn the four steps to making money online in the description. Feel free to hit the like button to let us know that you like these stories. Hit the bell to stay notified of future stories. Check out 40inbox.com to learn more about money and personal finance. And leave a comment and share with someone who might be thinking about buying a Mustang GT350. And if you have a story, leave a comment like this. My personal finance story is dot, dot, dot. And we will try to put it into a future episode or submit it to us on Instagram at 40 bucks. Thank you for watching and we'll see you. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, feel free to leave a review and DM us on Instagram at 40inbox as to what you would like to learn more about when it comes to money and personal finance and making money. Now, If you want to learn the simple steps to make money online using just a phone or a computer in a PowerPoint presentation, join the free training below. You can join Robinhood and get a free stock worth up to $500 below. And make sure to check out 40 to be a master of your money. And there are useful tools on there to help grow your money on there as well, like automated investing apps and just free resources that could really help you out. And thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. And this has been the Fortium Box Podcast.